It's brand new ACDC right here on your classic metal show from their forthcoming release, which comes out on Tuesday. That is ACDC Rocker Bust with Dogs of War. And this is Neely rocking with my dog of war, Mr. Chris Aiken. What's going on, Chris? Little buzzed, ready to roll. Little buzz today. You've been kind of MIA the last few days. I've texted you a few times and I got no response. Haven't seen you on the instant messenger. Where you been hanging out? You texted me? Yeah, I texted you a couple times. Really? Yeah. You just don't pay attention to me anymore. Guess not. I'm too busy with my chicks. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, guess. Well, speaking of okay. chicks, yeah, I had uh, texted you about that. Today? On Thursday. Thursday. I sent you a text on Thursday. What did you text me? About what? my nephew. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> can Can I read that? Yeah, go ahead. I'm looking for it. Hold on. Uh, where are you at? God damn, I got a million fucking texts. Well, there you go. You texted me on fucking Thanksgiving. Yes. Where is it? Shit. Dude, I'm useless. You better read it. <laughs> well, I was at Thanksgiving, as most people are. And, well, and Scott, You want me to read it? Yeah. Go, well, go well let, me, let, me, story. let me set up the story. So... Uh, my nephew, who's almost 20 years to the day younger than me, right, is kind of like a is like a, a mini mini Wendell. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of the same attributes as myself, and he kind of had the same attitude. And he's he's going to be 30. He's going to be 31, or he just turned 31, actually. Okay, and it was his birthday over Thanksgiving, and uh, uh, you know, single guy successful nice house bought a house three years ago car you know he's got money he's got a decent job you know good looking kid so he's got a lot going for him so he keeps that cock into someone's mouth so i basically asked him so what's going on with the chick front so you can take it from there and i said so what he told me i said oh i gotta i gotta send this to chris it says my nephew had a great line today I asked him how things with the ladies were going. His reply, I've been hanging out with this chick for a while. I haven't seen the crazy yet, but I am waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. Yeah, so I knew you'd appreciate that. I did. (laughs) I mean, I didn't prompt him to say that. He just said, yeah, I haven't seen the crazy yet, but I'm I'm waiting for it. But it's coming. Yep. coming so he's just he just knows when it's ready to to cut that tie right so uh, anyway good stuff well did you have a good thanksgiving mr aiken i did i cooked if you can believe that i I made a thanksgiving dinner wow look at you mr domesticated that i am i made a bird it didn't suck i made some food it didn't suck not bad and and who did you entertain uh my brother and his family and my mom Nice. And my kids and blah, blah, blah. Wow. You mean you didn't have to fight for the attention of the children with the ex? Well, me and the ex have an agreement that she can do whatever she wants, and then I'll take the scraps because I really don't give a fuck. Right. But um, the, the, the my kids came over for, like, dessert-ish type, type of a deal. Okay. She can have them. Dude, who gives a shit? I never understand the these fucking people. Talk about a reason to keep a fucking bitch that you don't want in your life in your life right yeah let's fight over who gets who for how long and what time and what time you need to change 
change, you know, trade kids and whatever. Well, but but here's the thing where you're concerned or where your situation is concerned. Yeah. Your children are grown adults. I wouldn't care if my kids were five. Well, regardless of that, do you or the ex have any control over who gets the kids? I mean, they're adults. Yeah, but my my ex is a manipulative kind. I understand, but my point is, is that don't they have a say-so in where they choose to be and when? Okay, now there's a say-so, and then there's the whole world of being shunned for not giving her her way. Okay, well then if you're being shunned for not getting giving someone their way, then that person isn't worthy of your attention to begin with. Well, I'm, a, I'm in full agreement of that. But kids, it's a little bit different with their mommy. Sure. Well, you know. again, it's in if if I was in your situation, yeah. I too would not care one way or the other, especially since they're over twenty-one. Yeah, I don't. You know, whatever. If they show up, cool. If they don't, cool. That's my point. If we, if we celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow, cool. I don't care. You know, it's just a day. All of them, they're just days. I agree. Days, they're just days. Yeah, you know what? When I when I espouse that, not that I still don't believe it because that is how I think about it. Yeah. I do, I've learned not to espouse that thought process because I've gotten a really bad rap over the years because of that. From who? Family or uh, fa- chicks? Well, both family and chicks. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. People take that stuff way too serious, and it's just like, oh, you're a cold-hearted bastard. You know, you, you, you know, I, I can't believe how uncaring and unfeeling you are. Uncaring and unfeeling? Yeah, because you're not sentimental about the holidays. So you have 365 days in a year. You have, what, eight holidays? More or so less. So you have to care about your family more on those eight days than those other 358? Well, again, it's ingrained in our our psyche and the way that people think that one day is more special than the next, much like uh, Valentine's Day or (laughs) Sweetest Day or, you know, uh, again, with the Thanksgiving or the Christmas. I mean, you, you know what? You know my thoughts on Christmas. I mean, hell, we've we've talked about that situation here on the show on numerous occasions, and that's my birthday of all days. I mean, we've opened Christmas presents from your vault. Yeah, so so it's just like you know what I, I've uh, I'm I'm gonna spend my fifty first birthday on this earth on Christmas Day. Do you think I got anything special planned for that? I I would imagine you do. No, you gotta imagine you got a surprise party and a clown. And- no. No. And all that stuff, a, a big giant cake, multi-layered. No. no. None of that? None of that. Really? Yep. I'm stunned. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's because I'm uncaring and unfeeling. Well, all I did for my birthday was drink with John and Steffi. Right. That's it. Right. That was a big celebration. There. Sure. It's a celebration, bitches. That's right. All right. All right. Well, uh, glad to know that you, uh, you know, endeavored in the whole uh, culinary arts of Thanksgiving feast. Hey, dude, how can you be a fat guy and not be able to cook? That's like embarrassing. <laughs> you know, if, if, I mean, who, who wants to be the fat guy that only eats at McDonald's? There, there's no there's no honesty in that. Right. That's just lazy. Right. You know, fat guy that can cook. At least I can lie or half half truth it into well, you know, it's because I love to cook. Sure. <laughs> Look at Steve Jackson. Neely is such a Christmas bummer. I'll take that over being a little black bummer. Hey! How about that? 
hey, let's not start Ferguson talk already. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to go there yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we will talk about that. But uh, you will? Oh, I'm yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, tonight, uh, a, a favorite of mine, and I know a favorite of yours, uh, Joe Lynn Turner returns to the show. Yeah, Joe is awesome. He is. Uh, He's like one of the nicest people I've ever spoken to uh, on the show. And there's many of them, believe me. But Joe stands out as probably in the top three. Yeah, and Joe is one of those guys. Boy, he doesn't pull any punches. Oh, I know. That's that's the other thing. He's got nothing to lose. Nope, and certainly doesn't doesn't care if you perceive that he does. He'll say whatever the fuck he thinks. I mean, how's that going to affect him? No, he doesn't care. That's Whatever. my point. It's just like, what, what what can he do or say that's going to affect him? Bottom line is that the argument always ends with, I've been in rainbow and deep purple. Go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, anyway, uh, Joe Lynn Turner will be on the show tonight. Uh, he's got a new band out with uh, Carmine Apiece and uh, Tony Franklin with Rated X. Yes, he does. It's a good band, too. Yeah, I know. I, I'm 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 tip of the hat to the old guys i mean all of these guys are pushing 70 yeah so holy shit unless you look at joe because his plastic (laughs) surgeon makes him look 30 (laughs) but uh that just goes to show you that uh you're never too old to rock nope definitely not yeah and uh you know uh, another band uh, that's got a cd which much anticipated and i'm really uh, happy about it is acdc on tuesday you're loving it, huh? I do. I like it. Do you really? Yeah, it's it's clean. I like the clean, crisp sound, and I like the fact that Brian Johnson actually, his voice actually sounds good. It's not all raspy and ragged out. It's it's actually crisp and clean. Yeah, I, I like it, don't love it. I do like that Brian sounds great. Yeah. It's the best he's sounded literally since the Razor's Edge. Absolutely. But, eh, I don't know. It's ACDC. It's- I mean, how bad can an ACDC record ever be? They're all going to sound the same. Right. But I, for production-wise and Brian Johnson's vocals, I think that it's, uh, it's, a, it's a much uh, improved disc over the last few. Yeah, definitely better than that train record, whatever that shit was. <laughs> Black Ice. Yeah, that, that sucked. Yeah. Did you like that? And I, wasn't, I wasn't a fan, but I enjoyed the tour. Yeah, I heard the tour was good. But... I saw it twice. It was awesome. Black Ice, um, Ball Breaker, Stiff Upper Lip. I can't name two songs between the three of them. Right. Because none of them were any good. Right. But uh, I I like this disc. I like it quite a bit. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. So uh, as far as ACDC goes, it's it's ACDC. Yep. And that's never too bad. No, of course not. But, uh, you know, there was a rumor, you know, as as a few as three years ago that ACDC was done. Yeah. You know, that they, they were going to be no more, and here they came roaring back, even even with the turmoil that they've had in the band with, you know, obviously Phil Rudd with his personal issues and, of course, Malcolm Young. He's done for, for good. Yeah. You know, so uh, old Puddinhead has joined the <laughs> Lou, Lou, Lou uh, Graham. It's just, Can't remember what band he's in. Right. So he's at the old folks' home now. Right, just fucking sitting there eating a pudding pop right out of his skull. Right. You know, they they basically had Sid Barrett's room on hold for him. <laughs> Show him old ACDC videos and say, hey, that's you. Right. 
looks at it like it's a fucking mirror. Yeah. Hey, I look funny. Exactly. <laughs> Horrible. All right. Well, anyway, that's what's going on on the show tonight. Joe Lynn Turner and, uh, you know, we got some uh, subjects to talk about. Uh, the half of uh, Megadeth quitting this week. Yeah, how about that? That's huh? bizarre. Well, yeah. So we'll kind of explore that a little bit. And I don't sure. know how much we can, how much light we could shed on that, but that's bizarre. Yeah, well, it's not that bizarre. It is. It, 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 well, when we talk about it, I, I got some thoughts on it. But I, just, <laughs> I saw them. Uh, our my good friend uh, Steve Jackson. Uh, you know, Steve Jackson, not Steve Jackson. Nathan and Kentucky. Nathan, Nathan and Kentucky. I was looking at the. Wait, Nathan's gonna want to kill you. He's no, like, I was, I was, I was, I was paying bitch. attention to the stupid room over here. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? Yeah, Nathan from Kentucky. Uh, we went to the show together, and they were they were really good, really what? good. That's the last show Nathan's buying you tickets for. You yeah. don't remember that you bought them for you? It's not that I didn't remember. I'm just paying attention to the chat room, trying to trying to include everybody in the conversation here. Sure. Right. <laughs> All right. But anyway, uh, so that's kind of a bizarre twist this week. Sure it is. And then, uh, you know, obviously we talked about uh, we'll we'll definitely get into some Ferguson discussion because there's just tons of angles here. Why, did something happen there? No, nothing out of the not not, not anything out of the norm, at least for the last six months. Really? I, <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> so. We'll talk a little bit about that. And, Is it in the news or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know, that's funny that uh, you would say that because uh, the day after on Wednesday, yeah, I was talking to my sister on my way to work, and uh, I had said, you know, that whole Ferguson deal, and she goes, what's that? Oh, Jesus. And I said, you know, the the white cop shooting a black kid, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I haven't paid attention to that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why would she? It's not like her, her boyfriend is a civil servant. Well, the th yeah, that's the whole thing is that because of his position, he just gets so tired of it. Right. You know, because of dealing with it every day. Right. Well, I can see that, I guess. So it's, you know, he doesn't like to watch shows like cops or, you know, any kind of crime shows. You know, no. he doesn't like he doesn't enjoy those at all. Well, I love the shit out of watching you stream this week. Holy smokes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it was definitely fun to watch animals fucking animalizing. Right. That was fun as shit. Absolutely. So anyway, the the year is winding down. Yeah. And uh we're what we got uh, a takeover show on the thirteenth. Yep. What what's going on next week? It's a live show, right? Mr. Lynch. All right. It's a live show next week, a takeover show on the thirteenth. Then, Alive on the twentieth, and we're done. I thought, okay, when when is the uh, when is the top ten countdown show? Twenty seventh. Okay, and then the uh, the best of is the third. Okay, I moved everything back a week because right. I want two weeks off. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, sounds good. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. And I sent you back your top ten with your songs. Yeah, I saw that. So well, I did my diligence today. You know. What did you What did you think of my list? Anything on there a surprise at all? Yeah. Okay. Uh, several. <laughs> several, including Jolyn Turner. Right. I was surprised on that one just a little bit, and I mean there there's surprises from everybody. Tim James's list is absolutely fucking tarted. <laughs> did you look at his list? I did. 
Did you think, what a fucking retard? Uh, no, it, it was expected. I mean, come on. You know, there were, there were so many, there were so many uh, picks out there yeah. that, you know, I, I know, you know, Red and Jerry, I, I know Tim James. I had no feel for what Doghouse would do. Right. And there were some obvious picks there that I could have gone with that I thought were real stellar. Mm-hmm. But there were some other picks that that were just as stellar that were a little lesser known, right? So, so sure. That, so that was kind of my the way that I did my picks because I didn't want to knowing these guys the way that I do. I knew I kind of knew there was almost a given there, right? Sure. So I didn't want to saturate the uh, top ten show with too many picks from the same artist. Yeah. Well, there's there's really hardly any. Well, there's a few. One there, one band in particular got three picks, I think. Yeah, the the one that I have is number one, right? Uh, no, no, or no. number two. I mean, that's my number one. That's your number one, my number two, and I think maybe Doghouse is number yeah. one or two. Yeah, I think he's at number one as well. Yeah, that's a great record. It is. Yeah, there, there's some overlap, but I mean, for five guys doing lists. I would think it's the fewest overlaps ever. Well, you know what? When I finished my whole list of picks, yeah, I had forty albums to pick from. Yeah, that's I, I had about the same. And I thought, you know what? This this is a, a seven year itch because two thousand and seven was a stellar year, right? And here two thousand and fourteen is a seven seven years later, and this is probably, you know, it didn't get highlighted as much as as we used to do. Yeah, but this was a really good year for CDs. It really was a good music year. It was. I, that being that being said, Tim James, and I'm not going to say what band, but I'm going to say this: when a 50 year old band puts out a greatest hits record with one new track on it, and you pick the one new track, you deserve a punch in the ball. <laughs> I let it ride. <laughs> Didn't make him change it right. because it's definitely different. Right. But you know which pick I'm talking yeah, I, about. I do. I do. Did he not deserve a punch in the I, I, You know what? Again, I don't know. The thing is, is that that we purposely stay away from greatest hits yeah. and live records. Right. It's just regurgitated stuff that you've heard before. Right. And if, if you go to a greatest hits, usually they got to have... Five new tracks, something like that. Something that makes it worthy of of happening. Right. There's literally on that disc one track. Right. One new track. And he picked that track. Well, the thing is, is for you, you know, more than me, even though I, I, I'm a big fan of this band, it would be like you picking one of the Zeppelin remasters. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the re with the alternate take of Stairway to Heaven. Right. <laughs> it's a remaster, though, dude. It was released this year. It's different. Yeah, it was released this year, dude. There's three alternate words in that song. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Nathan from Kentucky picked one, but that's not the one I'm even talking about. <laughs> There's two of them then, I guess. Right. <laughs> wow. Well, it'll be interesting to say the least. Tim is going to get so much hate, it ain't isn't even funny. <laughs> but I'm all for Tim getting hated. Right. 
Well, it's it's interesting to say the least. So I think it's a fun. I mean, I, I looked at the list and I know most of the songs that are on it. And I think overall, there's 50 really good songs. Right. So I'm happy. Right. People dig it. I think so. I, you know, I had to go back, you know, and there's some, there's some that I, that I liked, but the reason it didn't make the cut yeah, was, was, you know, I liked the Tracy Guns League of Gentlemen. Sure. But the problem with that for me, mm-hmm. too many covers. Yeah. So well, I, that, that came off the list right away because there was probably only four original songs on there. You should have just threw it to Tim. Tim would have listed it. No, there was too many covers. So I just like, well, Tracy, I like your disc. I think it's, you know, stellar, but too many covers. If we would have done 20, 20 songs, we would have had a lot of, we would have had a lot of overlap. Right. But I like this 10 format because the 10, you know, like I probably in my second 10, my 11 to 20, I had all, I would think all 10 of those songs were in other people's lists. Right. So I like the 10 format. Sure, I do too. Well, you know, since we have five participants at yeah. 10 apiece, 50 songs, that's plenty. And Nathan from Kentucky, Tim wanted to go with Pink Floyd, but I didn't let him. <laughs> Which how Tim could possibly list that Pink Floyd is fucking, that Pink Floyd is fucking garbage. Dude, it's not even that sleepy. It's just not good. Yeah. It's it's just poor. Right. It's it is exactly what it is. Songs that weren't good enough for the division bell, which wasn't exactly a super happening record in the first place. Right. Oof. It's like Zeppelin Coda. Yeah, no Zeppelin Coda at least had vocals. I understand, but my point is is those were just you know, throwaway oh, tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the the Endless River has I think one song with vocals. Right. Seven boring noodles and then one song with vocals. Sure. It's fucking pathetic. Right. It's Pink Floyd, though, man. Yeah, well, David Gilmore should stop being so fucking lazy and throw down some lyrics. Yeah. Fucking lazy piece of shit. (laughs) Well, uh, aside from the music stuff and family visiting and whatnot, I I noticed there on your uh, Facebook that you mentioned you were watching, you know, a few epic episodes of something or another. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, one of the things that popped up for me on the Netflix was a a series. I don't know how long it's been out there because I just discovered it. It was one of those suggested things. Uh Uh-huh. It's called 30 30 for 30. Oh, I love those. I've never watched any before, but I watched the one on Brian Bosworth. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that one yesterday, too. I watched that one and Bo Jackson. And I watched the one on Tanya Harding. I have not seen the Tanya Harding. Oh, is she hideous! Holy yeah, shit! She, I bet you she's, I bet you she's put on about a hundred pounds. That is the only celebrity porno I ever turned off without getting a good, a good viewing in. Right. She just wasn't hot. I, I watched, I watched that one today, and yeah. and I just cannot believe how fat she is. Is she really? She is. Yeah. Was she doing? Was she doing like the commentary? Well, they, she was telling her side of the story more or less. And what's you know, her side of the story? That she didn't have any prior knowledge of the attack, but she knew about it after it happened. But she did not, uh, you know, turn in her husband and his buddy 
for for making the attack. But that's her that's her stance even to this day that she was not in on the planning or did not know anything about it prior to it happening. Yeah, sure she didn't. Well, that's that's what she said. Let me ask you about the Bosworth one though, because I I I had a very interesting take from watching that. I watched it, and Bosworth was an absolute. I loved Brian Bosworth. I thought he was the shit. When you mean when he was popular, famous? Yeah, when he was okay. All right. I don't even watch college football, but I just thought the whole mohawk thing and the hair and everything, dude. I had the hair. I literally cut my hair like that in the service. I put stripes in my hair. Right. You know, I, I definitely rocked that look for a minute. And, um, but they kept trying to say, they kept showing in, and you tell me if you got this too. They kept going around to all these guys saying what a monumental dick he was. Right. But they never really profiled what he, what it was that made him a dick other than that he was being popular. Well, I think because of the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He he came off as being cocky. Yeah. And I think that's probably what they meant by that. But, I mean, all his teammates, none of them said he was a dick on the field. None of them said he was a dick in the locker room. But they all said they hated him. You know, they all seemed to hate him, but they never really, none of them really came out and said why, except the one guy that just flat out said what he wrote in that book, unforgivable. Right. Well, he, he did, you know, he did finger his you know, his former school and his former teammates and this and that. And, you know, again, this is a kid, you know, you got to remember he was a kid. Right. uh, Who basically allowed a flesh peddler to kind of control his career. Yeah. That didn't work out so well. No. No, And that's usually what happens. These guys, these agents get a hold of you and we're going to make you a big star and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And uh, they lose control. They lose um, artistic control. I'm going to use that term, right? And and don't have much much say so. Yeah, dude. You know which one I also I watched a few of those yesterday. It's odd that you went for the thirty for thirty. Well, they just popped up on the suggested list, and I go, oh, okay, I'm going to watch that. I'll tell you one. If you want to watch one of a guy that's real fucked up, watch the Ricky Williams one. Okay. Wow, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Dude, the guy, he literally traded his career for pot. Right. He just, a couple of times. He got popped a few times. Sure. And just kept just saying, fuck it. I'm going to go smoke pot. I don't care if I can play football. Right. Right. What a fucking tool. Yeah. It's hard to believe that a substance can can basically ruin your whole desire to to maintain your lifestyle and your career and your income and, you know, everything. Yeah. Dude, but he is, I, I believe, after watching that 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 one, I honestly believe that he's a certifiable fucking lunatic. Well, he could be. He could be a sociopath. Dude, he just, some of the shit he was saying and talking, and he doesn't give a shit about money, and, you know, he likes to sit in a dark room and not ever come out. And, you know, I was like, God damn, man. Yeah. Well, uh, another one that I watched documentary-wise, not specifically sports, yeah, was that Burt's Bees. I haven't seen that. I watched that, and uh, one that I know that you probably saw, or maybe I don't know if you did or not. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Eagles. I haven't seen that either. That's three hours, dude. 
of the Eagles? Yeah, it's it's the history of the Eagles, part one and part two. Is it music or is it? Is it, it... It's the whole story of the Eagles from the very beginning until where they are today. Well, I'd like to I'd like to see that. One. Yeah, it's the history of the Eagles, part one, part two. It's three hours. I'd like to watch that. So uh, definitely a good a good watch. I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, yesterday, this week, as far as documentaries this week, I watched the Bosworth thing. I watched Ricky Williams. I watched Bo Jackson. And I watched uh, a two-hour or a three-hour, three shots that changed America, the JFK. Okay. And that was great because what they did was they, they had no commentator at all. What they did was they just pieced together the news pieces right. from over the country, right, to tell the story from be from the time JFK landed in Dallas through literally through fifteen years through all the court shit and everything else. But literally, there was no announcer for the whole thing. They just kept using clips. Boy, did it show how good that journalism was back then, and how fucked up it is now. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a show back then. It was actually reporting the news. And and everything, you know, it, it's so ironic because you haven't heard this said in thirty years. But everything that they were saying, like Walter Cronkite or whoever the announce guy was, came back with, "Is that confirmed?" Like they needed confirmation of everything that they put out out there. Where now these fucking yahoos will say anything. Yeah, they want to be the first one to report the news, even if it, even if they have to take it back later. Yeah, they don't give a shit. And then they can be the, the I, we were the first one who had that scoop. That's right, if it's true. Well, but the thing is, is that you know as well as I do, that's a, one of the things I was watching on YouTube today. Yeah. I love watching those compilation of news bloopers. Oh, yeah, those are great. It's so funny. But the, the, I think probably the one that stung the reporting without confirming thing was yeah. when that when that jet crashed uh -huh. and it said uh, it was piloted by something Wong, We Too oh. Low, Holy Fook, right. Bing Bang Pow. Right. <laughs> Dumbass newsreader. <laughs> Holy Fook. Holy Fook. Something Wong, We Too Low. <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, just, just go with 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 a bunch of you know seven were dead or whatever. Right. Why do you got to say their names? Dumbass. Yep. <laughs> so good. So uh, yeah. So I was I was documenting and Netflixing this weekend. Like sounds a lot like of we did the same shit, kind of. Yeah. Because I I did some YouTube too. I watched a I watched a great documentary called. The most dangerous prison in the USA. And boy, I'll, I think I would kill myself before I would go to this prison. It's somewhere in Arkansas or somewhere. That, it wasn't at. Oh, I know. I saw that, actually. Jesus Christ. I saw that. It's like out in the middle of nowhere. And they've got. Uh, is that where they grow all their own food and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. It's in Mississippi, I think. Yeah, dude. <laughs> When you watch that, if you were convicted of a crime, wouldn't you kill yourself? I, I think I would. I would kill myself before I would go there. They showed, they showed some guy, and he was—he's literally on camera while the guards aren't looking, showing the camera guy how to make knives. Right. And and he wrapped a knife up in his fucking underwear or whatever, walked out of the thing, and two minutes later he was in a knife fight. 
with the knife that he just made for the camera guy. Right. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> How are they not like standing over him to say, wait a minute, give me the knife. I, I, I couldn't believe it. But it was scary, dude. At one point, they actually had somebody get their head cut off. Right. In a prison? Yeah. How does that fucking happen? <laughs> Where's the police? Right. Jesus. Now, Ferguson, I could see it, but not in a prison. Well, I agree with that as well. <laughs>